Welcome to the East Westicism Podcast, where our host, Todd Perlmutter, shares the lessons he's learned spending eight years living with gurus, monks, lamas, and shamans across 35 countries and five continents. Join in the journey as he brings the best scientifically proven methods for living your best life from the East and the West straight to you. The path to peace, love, health, and happiness starts here. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Path to Peace with Todd Perlmutter. I am your host, Todd Perlmutter. Thank you so much for joining today. Today I'm going to talk about a question I hear from parents all the time. It is one of the most important questions I'm ever asked. And that is, how can we explain mindfulness to our kids? And the reason I say that's the most important question I get is because kids are the perfect age to learn mindfulness. It's so much harder for adults. It's not impossible. In fact, it's definitely doable and a joyous process. But adults have to unlearn decades of conditioning our minds to not be present or to only be stimulated by hyper-stimulus foods, entertainment, social interactions, intoxicating substances, and it makes the process of learning to sit down in meditation in a peaceful, joyous way a little bit more difficult. Kids are ready to go. They have spent most of their lives in the present moment as their brains are developing and they don't have as much of a memory um, capability. And they're much more living in the present moment. They don't have any of those really worries about the future. They don't, at a young age, spend too much time dwelling on the past. And so mindfulness is just about being present, being aware, being mindful of you and your surroundings, And for the most part, this is the natural state of children. They may have a difficult time with certain things that mindfulness can help with. And that's what we really want to do. We want to help them learn to focus and learn to concentrate, learn to expand their attention span, learn to become more mindful of their surroundings themselves their internal states, and we can really help them along when we start at a young age. Children are so fortunate who are able to learn mindfulness at a young age. Rates of attention deficit disorder plummet with kids who are practicing mindfulness. And it makes sense. If a kid can sit still in meditation for a few minutes, he's or she is not going to have the same problems as a child who is always fidgeting and can't stay focused and is always distracted. What we want to do for kids is help them reach that point where they can focus on their breath or learn to even just focus with their entire attention on whatever is happening in front of them. It could be as simple as blowing bubbles and helping them give it their full presence. 
so much of what adults do and so much of what we put on to kids is when we do things, it's to get to the end of that thing. When we do the dishes, it's so we can get back to watching TV or doing whatever we like to do after that. And we almost are in that future place when we're doing the dishes and we're not mindful of what we're doing. We are using it as a means to an end to get to some other place. And so you're always in that other place while you're doing the thing. And we're basically doing that our whole lives. Everything we do is to get to some outcome or future place. And we miss the doing. We miss the journey. Like so many people reaching the end of their lives say it goes by so fast because they kind of missed it unless they've learned this mindfulness. The other thing with teaching kids meditation that's so important is because most children, and this is probably why so many grown-ups find meditation difficult at first. When a kid is bad, what do we do? We put them in timeout, which means the only time we actually say to a child, I want you to go and sit and observe your thoughts and feelings and, and basically sit in meditation, we associate it with punishment. We associate it with, you were bad, so now you have to do this. And the more we can teach children that this is a wonderful activity, this is an opportunity to become happier and wiser and more patient and calmer and more aware of our internal, emotional, and mental state. Kids actually respond in amazing ways. When mindfulness is taught in schools, typically a troubled school, almost desperate for change, will bring in a mindfulness meditation instructor. And what has happened when that occurs is full detentions become empty. Disciplinary problems almost disappear. Grades go up. Everything improves for these children's lives. And they love it. They, they want to do good. They want to be able to focus. But no one's really taught them how. And that's what really mindfulness is all about. Directing your attention to where you choose to direct it and developing patience to sit and to calm your own body and mind and to be able to pay attention to whatever you need to pay attention on, to focus on whatever you need to focus on so that you can solve a problem, whether it's math, you can focus on that writing paper, whatever it is, everything becomes in their control once we just teach them how to be mindful of it. Every kid is going to learn at a different pace. So when you have younger kids, it can be as simple as blowing bubbles and just telling the child, look at the bubble, look at it, look at it grow, look at it pop, let's do it again. And, and this is their meditation. This is their lesson to be present and observe. As they get older, you can tell them how we're going to sit and we're going to notice our thoughts. And we're going to see what are the thoughts. Are they sounds in our mind? Are they images? And we just teach to observe without judgment. 
and we can teach them in a way that this will help with your sports. You know, as they get older, that's what matters to them. And you want to keep doing that. You want to, as they get older, you relate it to whatever is important in, the, in their lives. As they become teenagers, you talk about relationships and how being able to pay attention to someone is the kindest thing you can do for them. And so we, you know, at that age, they can really learn to sit in meditation. They can just observe their breath. They can sit for longer. And at all these ages, everything they do can be a meditation. Going for a walk and just fully feeling every step and being present and observing the light bouncing off the trees and the different shades of green and just seeing everything you can observe that we normally don't even think twice about because we've labeled that a tree and so I don't have to look closer. But meditation is about raising that awareness and really understanding beyond the word label of everything so that we have this higher intelligence about everything around us. We have a higher appreciation. We don't get bored at the sight of a tree because we don't see the word tree anymore. We see the beautiful shades of green and the light bouncing off of it and the intricate patterns of veins and the leaves and there's just no end to the beauty in nature. When a child is having a tantrum, you can tell them, what does it feel like? And let them start to explore it inquisitively because they are completely lost in their thoughts totally absorbed. But as soon as they tap into that higher awareness of their thoughts, the thoughts don't have as much of a grip on them. You can ask them, what, what is their body feeling like when they feel this way? Is their heart rate elevated? Do they feel warm or cold? Do they feel tension or pressure anywhere? Just getting a child to open up about what they're feeling can usually calm a child down. Meals are an incredible time for children to practice mindfulness, to really feel, taste, describe every flavor, what, it, what the texture feels like, to really be present with every bite. Everything that we're doing is an opportunity to become present, to become mindful to become more aware, and to raise our ability to focus and concentrate. So much of how we feel about something is not really how we feel about the thing that we're doing, and it's more about how we feel about the thoughts in our head about that thing. So the more we come out of our head, and the more we become present in the doing, the more we realize how enjoyable life is, how rich the present moment is. What an opportunity to see the beauty in our lives. Children as young as two or three can play these mindfulness games, observing bubbles, feeling their breath with their hand on their chest or on the hand of a parent. And the more we make being present 
and being mindful a part of their lives, the easier it'll be for the rest of their lives to have self-discipline by applying this conscientiousness to everything they do. Focus, patience, and a, and a kindness and a compassion that arises from this awareness that life is beautiful. So I hope that answers your question. If you have any questions, please reach out to us on social media at Todd Pearl, T-O-D-D-P-E-R-E-L. And please give us five stars if you don't mind. Please subscribe. We have no material desires, but as podcasters, it definitely helps. So please, we would love it. And thank you so much for listening. Peace and love. You are listening to the East Westicism Podcast. Be sure to visit us at eastwesticism.org to join the conversation and receive enlightening emails. Until next time.